Welcome back to My Spouse Made Me Watch It. I am Katie, a spouse. And I'm Justin, also a spouse. Yeah, this is the show where we make each other watch things that we haven't seen before. Uh, If you're just tuning in, we are currently in the middle of a special episode edition we are calling The Legend of Quarantine. We previously (laughs) did Avatar, now we're on Legend of Korra. We suffered through season two. Here we are, book three. Have you emotionally recovered Justin um I think so I I feel like we landed in such a positive place with our rewrite of season two Mm -hmm. that my brain has totally forgotten what season two actually is and replaced it with our rewrite of season two oh okay gotcha so this might bode well for you okay so book three is entitled change (laughs) so after season two they're like we really need to project change (laughs) we really need to go in a different direction uh with this uh you will also be happy to know that studio murr is back i am very happy to know that for season three so the faces won't be all wonky this season so even if i'm not sure that this season will live up to um our fan did season two uh rewrite that we Mm -hmm. created um but at least the terrible animation won't just be like salt in the wound that's true of the writing so book three change um this one is 13 episodes okay what do you think is going to happen justin i feel like i literally have no idea yeah so I know that there's supposed to be like a multi-year jump. I'm assuming that happens now. Okay. Because of my prodding and questioning, I know at some point Janora gets tattoos. So I'm going to guess that happens this season okay. because of the jump. Does the promise of getting to see an airbender get tattoos make it a little bit better that Janora didn't die last season? Yes. Okay. Yeah, a little It puts bit. a Band-Aid on it puts a little a bit for you. puts a Band-Aid on it. Um, because otherwise we'd have to see the Tommy Pickles chunky head get <laughs> tattoos. Um, <laughs> right? It looks like Tommy it Pickles. It does look like Tommy Pickles. Um, Not sure why, why they went with that design. That one character's head looks so much different from any other really head does. in the show. It's, it's a weird choice. So, yeah, I predict that Janora will be a more consistent part of like the gang. Okay. Are, are you excited for more Janora? I am. Um, I liked Bolin season one. Season two really makes it hard for me to care that much about Bolin. Already <laughs> out on Mac- Mako. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I feel like it's going to really be a... Uh, you want to see the legend of Korra, Sami, and Janora now? <laughs> yes. It's really going to be a ladies, ladies forward show. I, I think one of the problems with Mako and Bolin is because they started off going into the series thinking it was just going to be season one and like the pro bending aspect yeah. was a part of season one, but like it doesn't really make sense for the pro bending to keep going. But like after the pro bending is sort of over, those characters just like don't really lend themselves 
to other things right. that would possibly happen in the show. Like they don't have anything really to teach Cora because she's already a firebender and an earthbender. Mm-hmm. And also they were sort of that stand in of like, they were like the city rat street kid dwellers yeah, uh, to kind of show her that world. But now we're kind of out of Republic city it, and yeah. they don't have the same, they don't have, they have no inbuilt motivations for themselves. So yeah. like Toph is rebelling against her family mm-hmm. when she joins the gang. Um, Katara and Sokka are both trying to find their dad mm-hmm. as well. Like, like yeah. they have motivations outside of helping Aang yeah. that give them a reason to do things. And I think that's why Asami is at least interesting because Asami like has the motivation of like, I don't know, like running a company, I guess, yeah, you know, uh-huh. like, like she has something outside of Korra that gives her significance where Bolin and Mako like have nothing of interest. Yeah. yeah they, they really are casualties of the, being designed as characters that were uniquely suited to the circumstances of book one and now are just kind of like along for the ride. Even in our rewrite, we couldn't, we gave them nothing. Yep. (laughs) So Janora I I think there's also like an emotional thing with Asami, like looking at Avatar, like Sokka and Katara had also seen, like even if they weren't looking for their dad, they still had been like impacted mm-hmm. by this war. Like they still had like an emotional sure. connection, which Asami had to like look in the face of her racist father <laughs> yep. and be shocked. And Mako and Bolin just don't really have anything. Yeah, they've been like very that. static in their yeah. lives. Yep. <laughs> I think that Janora being an addition, if I'm right, that we'll get some fun, like, you know, she's like, the third generation of the new avatars. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm interested to see, cause it seems like the, there is a difference between the air peoples mm-hmm. uh, now and like the monks of the past. Mm-hmm. So it seems like Aang got married in a more traditional relationship than the uh, apparently I don't even understand. Yeah, we how don't it even works. understand how procreation is happening at the right <laughs> where they have completely separate gendered air temples, temples mm-hmm. and no familial units. So um, it seems like Aang marrying Katara and then yeah. has kind of already has set kind them of, on a different yeah path. broke broken that tr- mm-hmm. tradition, and then his son Tenzin. Tenzin, <laughs> gosh. Uh, my eyes just got real wide because I couldn't remember Tenzin's name. I was uh-huh. like, J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons. Um, that's why I was thinking of a J. I was like, it starts with the J. Um, yes, Tenzin is married to the lady, and and like they have a very traditional, traditional marriage as well. Life, so, yeah. so I think that there will be a little bit of. I don't know if they'll get into it, but but like you can already see like read into external issues that Janora is experiencing outside of Korra. So that makes her interesting. Mm-hmm. Like she's the third generation. She's a woman. Like mm-hmm. there is j- just like with Tenzin, she is going to have the pressure on mm-hmm. her to continue the line of air benders. Mm hmm. 
Um, and she's like the first master of her siblings. Um, so I think all of that will be, be interesting. Yeah. And only the third master in like a hundred years. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or I guess the second, because Aang was already a master before the, the hundred year war. That's true. Yeah. All right. So more Janora, you're excited about that. Um, do you think anything like, do you think there'll be any like consequences of harmonic convergence or leaving the spirit portals open? Or do you think they're going to just like abandon it? I don't think they'll mention it. Okay. That's my guess. Okay. You think they're going to clean slate it? Yeah. That's just going to be a happy ending that then no longer affects what we're watching. We can move on from it. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. They're going to erase book two from the narrative is what you're guessing. Yep. They're going to watch it burn. All right. Uh, where do you think Cora's going to be at? What, what's Cora doing this season? Gosh, I do not know. <laughs> Nor do you care. No. <laughs> All right, let's go to somebody you I, do care about. No, well, okay. I'm, I'm saying like just generally, like I can't think of what the conflict of the yeah. season could be about. Mm-hmm. I can't think of like what the plot points could be about um, because it's not a trilogy of stories. It's the two before it are individual yeah. It's almost stories. like a There's series no... of mini series. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. There's no continuation of story. Maybe the, the last two books will have some continuation mm-hmm. of story. But it's not like Avatar where like yeah. you know that the final episode of the third season is going to be him fighting the fire, fire lord. lord. <laughs> so like like yeah. everything is going towards one point three seasons from now. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I just have no idea what the... Con- like, okay. it, it's, it's got to be wholly yeah. different than what came before because there's nothing... I mean, I guess they could. It could be about, like, trying to get people to be more spiritual, mm-hmm. you know? Like, they yeah. could tie it in, but uh, they didn't set up anything that would continue yeah. into the new season. Do you think there'll be any important hair changes this season? Mm, maybe. I forgot. We didn't talk about that. <laughs> During season two, frizzy haired Cora was the to worst. To be fair, it wasn't like a choice. Cora wasn't like, I'm going to let my ponytail down. Well, like she got season. like thrown off something and then her, and then her ponytail fell off. Random. <laughs> like, I think that was an animation failure. And then she didn't have her her third ponytail. She didn't have her like Zuko ponytail for like the last three episodes of the season. She just had like her two side ponies and then just like Mm. loose hair and Justin was not having it. So maybe, maybe we should go for what hair changes would you like to see? What would be a positive hair change for you this season? I don't know why there has to be hair changes. (laughs) Uh, Hair changes were very important in Avatar. She, yeah, yeah. But As part of part of it was them changes sne- with us. Part of it was them sneaking into the the Fire Nation and changing up the whole outfit and everything. It's true. But like, I guess we did get some winter outfits. Cora d- definitely season. wears the same clothes every single day. Why do we have to change up the hair? <laughs> they got winter clothes last season. She's already in, in the... winter clothes. She walks <laughs> daily around in winter clothes. No, they, she had like a coat, like a, not a coat. But she had like a parka almost this past season. Put on outside of her normal clothing. 
<laughs> Asami had some good winter outfits last As- Asami season. gets gets good wardrobe changes. Yeah. Mako basically wears the same thing always. <laughs> Bolin occasionally wears costumes. Yeah. <laughs> so you did say that the business guy's going to be I back. really liked um, Pabu's costume change Getting last like season. When spray he- painted gray. No, I liked when uh when Bolin was supposed to be marrying Eska and Pabu had like a little water tribe coat. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, Guinness needs a water tribe coat. Oh, that'd be really cute. I did like that. Yes, Varric will be back. Uh, what do you think Varric's up to? They're probably going to keep going with the movers stuff. Okay, making some new movies. Making some new movies. Think Bolin's going to get permanently sidelined into the movie biz? Maybe, maybe. I feel like it's gotta it's gotta make sense with the plot. They, yeah. Th- like that's part of the problem with with uh, Korra is they waste a lot of time. They have a short number of episodes mm-hmm. and they waste a lot of time on stuff that would be fun little side things in Avatar, yeah. but they don't if have we enough had time. Twenty four episodes. They don't have enough time to do both the plot yeah. and the mm-hmm. little side things that don't matter. Yeah. So what do you think Asami is gonna be up to this season? Um, business stuff. Business I, stuff. I, I guess her business. Yeah. How, how, Do you think her company I, will have survived being uh, bought out by Merrick? Well, I was gonna say I want to know what the legal proceedings after that were like, like because surely in a rational world she would have regained ownership of her mm-hmm. of her company, but who knows? We'll see what happens. Yeah, I wish I had more to project out into the future. Let me let me pull up. We usually give you a uh, a cover. So let me see if I can find the cover of the season. See if that gives you any. Uh... Okay, yeah, this cover isn't really going to give you anything, but right, I guess I'll sh- I'll show it to you anyway. <laughs> okay, hair change. <laughs> She's got a. Uh... A wind staff. I guess she could be also become a air master. Again, it's very vague as to her progression. Like Aang, it was a little bit more clear of like where he's at. Like he hasn't mm-hmm. really mastered anything, but like he's got a bunch of of tricks up his sleeve. You know, like Cora. It's even more vague. Like. Like, I guess she's a master of everything but wind, but then all of a sudden she's able to do everything wind-wise with no training, so yeah. I don't know. But she's got a wind staff, so I'm assuming... Yeah, I'm assuming that the wind staff means that she is now a she's full... She's going to get better at wind. <laughs> she's a full master airbender. That's my that's my guess. And there is some sort of castle behind her, high up on a mountain, it's all he's got, folks. It's all I got. All right. Well, um, book two ended with uh, Cora and Mako ending their relationship. Who are you hoping to ship this season? Hmm. Who do you want to see together? Who do you want to see separated forever? I don't know if I'm shipping anybody. Yeah. Everybody needs to take a break. Everybody needs to take a break. Work on themselves a little bit. Yep. Sounds good. All right. Well, if you don't have anything else, let's go ahead and jump into Legend of Korra Book 3.
If you would like to watch along with us, it is available for purchase through Amazon. But if you don't, don't worry. Justin is going to give you uh, a Reader's Digest or not-so-Reader's Digest version when we come back. All right, welcome back to Legend of Quarantine. We hope you were able to watch along with us for Legend of Korra Book 3. But if you aren't able to, if you are too traumatized from book two, Justin is going to give you a Reader's Digest version of what happened in Legend of Korra, book three, Change. Yes. So, turns out, spirit world thing uh, happened, and most of the first episode is just basically setting up the fact that, like, the spirit world thing did happen, but another interesting thing and has, people aren't happy about and it. and people her, apparently in republic city aren't happy about it and they want cora to uh, leave republic city her approval rating is pulling quite low yeah that was a really <laughs> dumb line um and so uh yeah it wants you to know that the spirit thing happened and cora needs to leave republic city because everybody's unhappy and then it turns out you know what a con- side consequence of the spirit thing all of a sudden, there's a bunch of airbenders. Yes. People that were formerly non-benders can now airbend. And so they just kind of sidestep the whole, like, needing to solve the spirit problem at, at the end of, like, the first episode. <laughs> and, and Cora's like, people don't want me here anyway, so let's go travel the world and find all the airbenders. Music to Justin's and I ears. Was, Justin never I was wants just to applauding. go back to Republic City Ooh. again. It was, uh, yeah, it was very exciting to <sighs> just really feel like it was very, it was, it was such a strong sidestep. Yeah. It was just, it was like, uh, maybe we won't really focus on this that much. And then, <laughs> um, anyway. So then they start <laughs> looking for um, airbenders. There's several funny sequences of them trying to convince people to come become airbenders. And they're like, I don't want to shave my head. I don't want to be a vegetarian. I don't want to leave my family. <laughs> I uh, already have friends. I don't need a giant flying bison <laughs> to be my friend. That's right. So um, they finally... St- figure out that they can uh, persuade people by kind of showing off the abilities and they, they get Kai to join them. Who's a little like street rat. Um, and is like known locally for like stealing things. (laughs) So he joins them. And, um, meanwhile, uh, hitherto un, what am I trying to say? I don't know. Unbeknownst? Is that yeah. what you're going uh, for? Unknown person who is locked in a jail cell that we had never seen before. Uh-huh. He all of a sudden has air powers too. And slightly inexplicably, maybe the biggest problem with this whole season is like he's also instantly a master of airbending. Like top, top, <laughs> tippy top echelon of airbenders. Yeah. They they try to lampshade it. They they at least address it, which is 
more by like giving him a backstory as like an air um an air nomad teaching enthusiast he's very into like did, the reading did they say that of the guru i didn't think they explicitly said that i feel like that that's what we're interpreting things to, to I me feel like that because before he even like goes to the air temple and stuff he's like sitting in his jail cell quoting from memory like the words of air right gurus. so not explicitly said okay but i mean they give you the the impression that he is um has been an enthusiast of the air nomads and their gurus i um, so that's not how i read it at all i read okay. it i read it as like oh this person knows like a line from an air thing that we also don't know so we can't even tell oh, how significant okay. it is like that that's 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 the way uh-huh. it hit me was like like I have no reason to believe that this specifically gives him the ability to do airbending well. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, All right. I guess that's fair. My interpretation has always been that he was, which I still don't think is like a good enough excuse for him <laughs> to be as good as he is. But I always interpreted that as like they were setting him up as somebody who is very interested in the gurus. Yeah, the way he was was. Uh, instantly so much better than everybody who has been bending their entire life uh was really reminiscent of like ty lee the unstoppable yeah so but he had a much more important role to the story than ty lee it's true um anyway he breaks out breaks out a girl with no arms that's a waterbender uh earthbender guy that can apparently turn things into lava because that's a thing now lava benders and um then they finally go to break out a new sparky sparky boom woman Mm -hmm. and that in doing so uh they run into zuko and katara's dad who's there to stop them but they get away. Cora's dad. That's right. Cora's dad. <laughs> and they get away with, uh, with Sparky, Sparky, Boom Woman. And they're on the hunt for the Avatar. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the Avatars search for new, uh, new, whatchamacallits? New airbenders. airbenders. Meanwhile, the search for new airbenders, uh, continues, uh, Lin Beifong shows up to say, we need to get you back to Republic City now. Uh-huh. Um, but it's really a, a feint. She, it's just to get Lin to be a part of the gang. Um, yeah. Storytelling feint. Uh, and they end up going to a metal bending city where everybody's metal benders, and it turns out that Lin's sister is there, and Lin's mom, Toph, was the founder of the city. And that's why Lin had been resistant to go there in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, so over the course of a few episodes, Cora um, learns how to be a metal bender. Um, Bolin struggles wanting to be a metal bender lynn's niece is an airbender and they're trying to convince lynn's sister suyin suyin to let opal go airbend at the air temple with all of the other Mm -hmm. 
airbenders that they found. That's the other thing. They found all the airbenders that they are enough airbenders to start training at the temple. Mm-hmm. So they, the, all the airbenders go up to the temple. Yeah. Maybe um, tell them a little bit more about where all the earthbend and all the earthbenders, all the airbenders and bossing say were. Oh yeah. Is that even really important? I was just thinking too, I skipped the part where the, uh, the bad airbender finds his way to the temple in Republic city. Anyway, he finds his way to the temple in Republic city (laughs) and like steals a thing from JK Simmons (laughs) from Tenzin. Tenzin. Yes. That has like an ancient incantation for guru Lahima. It's an incantation. I just thought it was words. (laughs) I thought it was just an inscription. Nice little inscription. Um, Anyway, yes, he steals that and goes to find the find Korra. Um, yes, before they get to the metal bending city, they go to first the Bossing Say. The queen's like, there are no airbenders in Bossing Say, and they're like, well, we know that's not true. And the queen's like, like there are no airbenders in Bossing Say, mm-hmm. and um, so they do some investigating they find where the airbenders are they steal the airbenders and then Tenzin and the airbenders go to the air temple um so they uh fast forward back to them being at the metal bending clan and they uh the four bad guys mm-hmm. um we find out that they are they call themselves the Red Lotus um, as a way of making Korra's uncle a part of like some bigger secret society. Um, but that's all. That's the only time they mention Korra's uncle. And for good reason. Try to shoehorn in some reasoning for season two to have happened. <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyway, the the group they uh show up to steal Korra in the middle of the night and they almost get away with it too if it wasn't for Pabu. Pabu wakes up and sees the problem, wakes up Bolin, Bolin and Bako, who I'm mentioning for the first time so far this season. Um uh they all run out and big fight ensues mm-hmm. they end up saving cora but they're like how did they get into this metal city because the city has like big old like dome that comes yeah. over top to protect them at night so basically long story short they do some investigating and wouldn't you know it like the like right hand man of su yin is is secretly working With for the bad, the guys. bad guys and so they follow him out to like a desert and because he's supposed to be meeting up with the bad guy. Mm-hmm. What's his name again? Sheer Khan, something like Shere that. Sheer Khan. <laughs> Zahir. Zahir. There it is. Um, so he's supposed to be meeting with Zahir and, uh, they get there and they realize that, uh, the meeting is actually happening in the spirit world. So Korra goes in the spirit world, but then while Korra's in the spirit world, the bad guys show up in the real world. <sighs> and to keep Korra distracted, the Sahir 
like is able to like talk out in the real world while being in the spirit world and starts telling Cora in a way to also give us exposition, like all of the things about the red Lotus mm-hmm. and what they want to accomplish, which is basically killing all of the heads of state of all these different countries to let everything devolve into chaos where everybody can fend for themselves and <clears throat> just bas- basic anarchy stuff. Yeah. And so, um, while Cora's in her sleep state, uh, Asami tries to get Cora out of danger, uh, riding Naga out into the desert. And uh, Bolin and Mako fight water arms and, and lava, lava man. man. Um, and so they do that. And then... Uh, Asami and Korra get captured by the Queen's forces because the Queen's mad that they stole the airbenders from her. Mm-hmm. And then Mako and Bolin get captured by the the bad guys. <laughs> the Red Lotus. <laughs> I keep struggling to think <laughs> of like what to call them. They get captured by the Red Lotus. Red Lotus takes Mako and Bolin to the to Bossing Say. Meanwhile, on the airship that Korra and Asami are on, uh, they manage to take control and crash the ship into the sand. Mm-hmm. And so they're stuck in the sand trying to get their way out of the desert while uh, ahead of them, Bolin and Mako arrive at Bossing Say before Korra as a captured mm-hmm. person arrives in Bossing Se. Zahir trades Bolin and Mako for Korra. Um, and the queen likes the idea because she doesn't want to get Republic City mad at her for having Korra captive. So it's a nice hand washy, like, oh mm-hmm. yes, no, I don't have the I don't have no avatars Avatar? here. Um but anyway, he's getting impatient trying to figure out what happened because he hears that the there was a crash out in the desert. And so she thinks that she can be all like, guards, take him away. Mm-hmm. And then he kills her. In we get a good a death here. Very cool uh, that I had kind of mentioned before of like, like the air equivalent of like an evil bloodbending type usage uh-huh. where he like swirls air around her head and then sucks the air out of her lungs until she suffocates is quite brutal. It was very impressive. Yeah. It's so, one of the more decisive deaths we've seen mm-hmm. in the whole series. Yes. Yeah. It was probably the most decisive. Uh-huh. death. So, uh, I did like that. So Zahir goes to find the temple that the airbenders are training at. And releases Mako and Bolin so that they can relay the message that Zahir is going to go take over the air temple. And so uh, Ba Sing Se is plunged into chaos at the death of the queen. Oh, yeah. Bolin and Mako like met their extended family from <laughs> when his dad left uh, Ba Sing Se to go start a new life in Republic City. And so uh, they get commandeer an airship and get the whole family on the airship to bring them to safety outside of Ba Sing Se that is falling apart. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> Looks a lot like America, right? <laughs> yeah. This is Busting Say. <laughs> oh, you're being Childish Gambino. Gotcha. This is Busting Say. Got tea in my. Busting <laughs> Say. I don't know. Childish Gambino is much better, but. This is Busting Say. There you go. You just got to say it really fast. This is Busting Say. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. This is Busting Say. There we go. We got it. There we go. Um, drink that tea every day. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize you were still on that. <laughs> uh, I couldn't get it out of my mind. Somebody needs to make the parody video. <laughs> Somebody do it. Parody music video. Um, this is Bossing Say. Yes, I love it. I love it so much. Anyway, they go and they find like Korra and Asami are able to like build a sail thing to get out of the sand bending thing to get out back to basically the town that they were just in. And then Mako and Bolin arrive and everybody's reunited because also like Lin and Su Yin and her dad and Zuko. Did I mention Zuko? Zuko is also there. Uh, so they all are, are there and Bolin and Mako relay the the ultimatum be- before Korra that if she gives herself up that the air nation will be free. And so they arrive uh or so so they're all there getting ready to leave and she talks to Zuko because we do still have permanence of her inability to like talk to her past selves Mm -hmm. so she talks to zuko to get wise counsel about what to do and zuko basically says that like her sacrifice to maintain the balance of like now having the air tribe back is probably a good thing and um yeah, I just realized how unmeaningful that interaction was. Anyway, that didn't matter because not only is that not the route that they will go, it was also a like double cross. So like, yeah, totally didn't matter. Interaction was like heartfelt, heartwarming in the moment and in retrospect, meaningless. So they <laughs> they go and they're on their way to the air temple. Oh yeah, air temple has been captured everybody got captured kai fell off a mountain but he's okay that's all we know but everything's captured so they're on their way to the air temple and uh on their way she's like i'm just going to give myself up and they're like how about all not doing that and we'll have a plan send half of us to the air temple and half of us with you to the mountain where you're supposed to give yourself up and so they do that instead of taking the advice that she like fought over whether or not she should take. Um, so they go sending Bolin and Mako and Asami. Mm-hmm. Does Asami go with them? Yep. Asami always getting the short shaft of like, eh, wherever she's at. Um, they go to try to save the air students, air Chillins, the whole air family. And all their new airbenders, too. They're all there. 
Yeah, I counted them as part of the air students. Okay. Yeah. Where Lin, Suyin, and um, the dad all go the other way with Cora to turn her, quote, unquote, turn herself in. I think she was actually going, they were like, she was actually supposed to turn herself in. And they then, were there in case they double-crossed them. No, 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 no. Did. The plan that Su Yin lays out is you go up, turn yourself in, and as soon as you are turned in, we are going to then fight to get you back. But she puts it in there as like, just make sure the airbenders are safe and then you can worry about me at some... I didn't interpret that as like immediately. It was a like, we're just going to worry about the airbenders right now and then whatever happens after that. It, it seemed like a very dishonest to the intent of like the turning yourself the in The Avatar plan. doesn't negotiate with terrorists. Um <laughs> So also there with Su Yin, and the only reason this is a point is there's just two other random metal benders that are faceless, nameless background characters, mm-hmm. like like are always there, except for in one of the shots for just a second as they're leaving to go on this quest, there's another nameless, faceless character that like has just been in the background, and she's like, I want to go with you, and Su Yin's like, not now, you must stay here. And I'm like, who the heck is this person? Why is this conversation interaction even happening? Well, we still got another season to go. Yeah, that was, that's that's what I said. The only thing that this could possibly be is this is a character that they need uh-huh. to introduce and they yeah. need to like lampshade it being an important character. Uh-huh. Anyway. Did you recognize that character's voice? Nope. Okay. Is it an actress I should recognize? Isn't Aubrey Plaza in this? Is that Aubrey oh, Plaza? No, Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza was one of the cousins. Which cousin? Uh, Eska. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that's yeah. Aubrey Plaza. It's um, Chorus Cousins. I was thinking of Lynn's non-born oh, children cousins. No. I'm pretty sure. Actually, I'm doubting myself now, but I... it's robin williams daughter yes it is it's robin williams daughter is that Mm. character all right well we'll see in the next season that will be one of my main predictions robin williams daughter will be in this season will be in this season (laughs) um yes so Oh, yeah, the whole idea of what they're going to do. Again, this is another example of Encora, just like the Avatar state working tremendously Mm -hmm. differently. And I find it problematic and frustrating. But anyway, they do do like a... Like the whole plan is that... Zahir, they like poison Korra because they want to kill her while she's in the Avatar state. And even though this hasn't been the case for the entirety of the Korra series up until this point, the poison and the threat of death makes her go into the Avatar state. We've only ever seen her go into the Avatar state on her own Mm -hmm. purposefully. All of the times where she was at the cusp of dying never happened. 
That's not the fault of this season, though. That's the fault of the previous, previous two seasons, seasons because that's in line with like the lore about the Avatar state in Avatar. Yeah, the they just messed it up with the first two seasons of Korra. I know. It's just I don't know. Yeah, but but then doing something that's completely opposite of the first two seasons mm-hmm. in the third season is in itself problematic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're being continually inconsistent. Yeah. So I had problems with that. But anyway, she goes into the Avatar State fight, 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 fight. Oh, yeah. I, Boomy, Boomy, I girl dies. That's another good decisive death. It was a good decisive death. Su Yin metal bends a metal thing around her face right as she's firing, and it blows her head up inside the metal. So that was sweet. Oh, yeah. Shere Khan. I'm just gonna let you. This is turning into Game of Thrones, but go for it. here can uh, can fly now because of because he's literally the highest master of Mm -hmm. airbending that's ever existed. Apparently, Um, so take that for what it's worth. But anyway, uh, he was able to let go his earthly tether. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because, uh, because Sparky Sparky he, Boom Woman right. exploded her head. Yep, because he's been an airbender for <laughs> like 45 days, so he's <laughs> the best. Um, so it looks like he's about to be able to finally kill Korra, and then Janora gets all of the air students to like start making a giant tornado, and they're able to like ring, ring, bring them back Korra, in a last-ditched effort, like, slings the chains of her bondage around his foot and throws him to the ground. And <clears throat> and apparently that act and none of the, none of the other hits or anything. Mm-hmm. Like, it's always a trivial and difficult thing to, like, they make them flying through mountains, their bodies mm-hmm. being thrown hundreds, hundreds mm-hmm. of feet, and then, like, oh, that chain around your foot that dragged you to the ground, that's the thing that that knocked uh-huh. you out and incapacitated you. So, anyway, he's knocked out and mm-hmm. incapacitated by the chain thing. And then Korra falls, and then Su Yin's able to metal bend the poison out of her, saving her life. And everybody's happy and fine. And then it, like, cuts to some time later, and Korra's, like, in a wheelchair, and they go to Janora's master ceremony, and it ends with Cora crying tears of sadness. Yep. Whew. That was a really long trip. That was book three. Whew. It was. It Book three, though, feels sort of similarly to Avatar. Like, at the end of book three, I feel like a lot has happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, which I absolutely did not feel that way <laughs> during book two. Book two was like, what happened? Uh, but this is like, whoa, so much has happened. We've been so many places. Yep. Um, so this, this season definitely has... Uh, more avatar energy than we've seen oh, it, thus far tremendously more uh this was much more enjoyable for justin uh we tore through this in like a few days whereas it took us like as many days as there were episodes even more <laughs> to get through it took, it took even more than that for uh, two. but we we were really enjoying book three um so before we get into likes and dislikes um i'm just gonna quickly go through your predictions you didn't have very many um one was that this uh season would feature the multi-year jump this was not the multi-year jump i'm gonna get that on the next 
season. You are. Um, you think they are going to clean slate it. Um, I'm going to give you that one because they... They pretty much clean right. slate it. At they, first, I was like, oh, man, like, darn. Uh, like, the spirit thing, it's, like, here to stay. I totally didn't get that one right. And then, like, episode, like, three or four, I'm like, I basically got this right. right. Yeah. Like, the spirit thing is here to stay, but they basically don't touch on it and don't spend any time other than using it as a way to make airbenders come mm-hmm. back. They don't They don't worry about it in the consequences of it past episode one. Yeah, I really wish, again, it's just, you just know that, well, we already know that book one was supposed to be just a miniseries, so that one's not connected to anything. Um, but it really seems more and more like they rushed out book two without knowing how it would play into anything that comes after it. Mm-hmm. Um, which now, like, seeing what we see in book three, there were, like, many times when we were like, oh, if they had done this in book two, like, it would make this thing that's already, like, hitting the Avatar sweet yep. spot even better. Like, there could have been, they could have played on the the fact that it was going to bring the airbenders back. Mm-hmm. throughout like that could have even been um what's her crazy uncle's like plan like that could have been an idea that they or it could have been even been an idea that like she uncovered that like oh maybe this could bring back airbenders and yeah it does do that but it also unlocks vatu like there's just so many ways that <laughs> if they had been thinking long term could have happened in book two that would make sense with book three but just it got rushed out it was, yep. it was the worst um more janora we definitely got more janora this season and janora tattoo in the final which you were a little sad that you didn't actually get to see like the process of them yeah, tattooing i wanted it to start with like candles and somber music as they're like shaving her head and you uh-huh. see the hair falling down and then just like all the tattooing going on yeah so yeah, I would have liked to see the process, but it still it still makes me a little a little emotional when Janora comes out with her little hood. She takes it, it off emotional. and she's got her little tattoos. Sweet. And it's very this is um the I feel like the score in that moment really stands out. The the finale score of Avatar the Last Airbender is just so gorgeous. Every piece mm-hmm. of music in the that last like four episode part is mm-hmm. so beautiful and this music in this finale is right in there with it it just oh just gets me in the feels that music i love it mm-hmm. so those were all of your predictions so you only had four but the only one you missed was the multi-year jump so that's pretty good <laughs> i just didn't know what to guess about it's true so let's get into things you liked about this season of cora uh, I liked it a lot. It was such a juxtaposition from season two. Yeah. This season is actually fun. There's no- nothing fun happens in book two, but like all the early episodes of this season are so much fun. They feel so much like Avatar. There's like lots of genuinely funny and yes. humorous moments that like we both, even as adults, still got a laugh out of. Yeah, like I really liked just the sequences of them trying to convince people to be airbenders uh-huh. and they put on like a little circus to try to show off the airbending. That one especially feels very Avatar. It was very <laughs> avatar Um Bolin's funny again. Yep. Um, oh yeah, we didn't mention Bolin yeah. becomes a lava bender. Oh yes. 
yeah he's funny again Korra's like goofy again yep she's Instead got like just some all fun moody interactions with mako um asami's smart again yep. she uses her like engineering skills for good um Korra, Ver- Verik was back for a little bit Verik's back Verik is fun yep Verik's always fun Korra he was the only like, whimsy of season two that's true she has like positive interactions with people. <laughs> Not yep. every interaction is just like Ugh! just ends with her yelling. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep, definitely. Yep, lots of lots of good stuff. I love that her and Asami get the side when the like gang splits up. I love that like the bros go do their own thing and like mm-hmm. her and Asami get a side quest. Yeah, I think. Um, what else did I like? I don't. Know, the you liked Kainora. That was your ship this season. Kainora. Yeah. Kai and Janora. Oh yeah, yeah. I was, I was. That was fun. Um, it, it like instantly is like, oh, this is gonna uh-huh. be a thing. There um, were some good moments of like Tens and Cora Janora too. They were like far and few between, but they were like. There's that one where, again, Cora actually like thinking of a plan that doesn't involve her punching people was like, yeah. hey, Janora. I bet you can like find Kai the same way you found me in the spirit world. And Janora's like, oh yeah. And Cora's like, I know you two have a special connection. <laughs> and Tenzin's yeah. like, what? A connection? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I I liked seeing Cora come up with plans and have thoughts beyond punching people this season. Yep. Yeah. It was it was just so refreshing to to like have fun avatar world mm-hmm. stuff happening yeah so i was very excited about that yeah <laughs> all right what else did you like <clears throat> oh you really liked tell them about the uh bald head moment because that was one of your favorite that was one of your high points of oh the series. yes that was an amazing <laughs> okay so there was a uh, plot points in an episode that didn't really matter that much but um in a very avatar way was like a little side quest. Mm-hmm. And like, it was just all of, a whole episode of like Tenzin trying to like train the people at the air temple and like, they're getting like tired and exhausted and not understanding everything that he's doing. And then Kai and Janora get like captured by poachers who are poaching the, uh, the air bison. And so, everybody at the temple, like all the students, cause Tenzin's kind of like away sulking. Like, I think he, maybe he even like, was he riding a bison around or something? He, he was like out doing his own thing, trying uh-huh. to like clear his head basically yeah. mm-hmm. of like the problems of, that was another, not to interrupt you, but another one of your predictions that you kind of had that I didn't write down in full. Uh, but you were interested in seeing like, what does being a airbender mean in like the modern age? Now it's been like a hundred years since there were airbenders. We kind of got that a yeah. little bit in this episode of seeing sort of regular people trying to figure out like what their lifestyle is going to be now that they are right. part of this culture, whether they want to be or not. And Tenzin, the keeper of the air culture learning that there's some parts of it that are going to be different Mm -hmm. and that that's okay Mm -hmm. and yeah so i did think that 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 was a very interesting problem Mm -hmm. to be delving into um but one of the things he tends and does is start shaving 
shaving shaves one guy's head <laughs> and then the next person he's like who's next and someone's like i don't want to shave my head he's like okay well it's a personal choice and the guy that just had his head shaved is like what it was a personal choice <laughs> so like that was that was super funny and then it comes back around the joke comes back around uh because as he's shaving it he's like when you when an airbender has a shaved head, he could feel the air move around his head. And so then it comes back there when they're all attacking the poachers to save Kai and Janora, uh, like a rock bender, like throws like a rock at the guy with the shaved head and his back is turned to him. So he doesn't see the rock coming, but he can feel all of a sudden like it's slow, <laughs> it slow mows down and you see the air rippling across his, his head. <laughs> and, and then he's able to turn around just in time to to block the thing and then it comes back again it was so good it was so funny it was the perfect like comic it was, rule of threes yes like. and it was so avatar-y that like this whole joke comes back again after all the fighting's over and they're regathered at the temple like like tenzin is like walking past like the bald guy and the group there and you could just just overhear them and he's like he's like yeah and i could feel the wind as it like rippled past my head and everybody's like whoa you guys should totally get the you guys should totally get the head shape it's like (laughs) oh man that's so good that was such a great joke uh yeah i really enjoyed that so uh yeah that was that was tippy top um I w- I also was like fine with all of the like uh problems like just like the first season of Korra like so in Avatar we had a three season arc in one existential problem that mm-hmm. needed to be solved. Yeah. Um first season of Korra I loved that the problem was a smaller problem in the grand scheme of like Mm -hmm. existential problems. Like Mm -hmm. it would suck if everybody lost their bending, but like it's not even killing everybody, you know, like Uh um, I just, just read a a while ago, like uh, the book Inferno uh, by Dan Brown. And like the whole time it was, it was kind of a very disappointing book towards the end. I kind of really was disappointed with how, all of the stakes were false, but uh, it's about like a pandemic about to be unleashed and trying to like mm-hmm. stop a pandemic from happening. And it turns out that like the pandemic like lessens the fertility rate, but like nobody's going to die. Yeah. Like, like that's the consequence. And it's like, well, in the grand scheme of things, <laughs> like that's not that, that that's not the a huge existential, existential problem. Threat, yeah. Um, Like I, I did, but I didn't mind it in the context of like Avatar and like like too often TV shows, especially like TV shows in like some sort of like fantastical fiction mm-hmm. need f- feel the need to like every new season, every new series is mm-hmm. like a greater stake than the one before. They need to be like, Oh, like, like you defeated the Joker, but actually there's this mm-hmm. bad guy, and then you defeated that bad guy, but actually this one, and like each one is like a tier higher of like 
They're going to destroy the city. They're going to destroy the country. They're going to destroy the world. They're going to destroy the galaxy, uh, you know? Yeah. Um, and you see that in the Avengers of like, like the, the whole Avengers series starts out with Tony Stark as an arms dealer becoming Iron Man and like his, like the corruptness of his business partner mm-hmm. doing evil things. Yeah. Like, like that's the like stakes of like Iron Man. And then it ends with half of all beings in the entire universe being killed by Thanos, you know, like it has to ramp up to this massive, Mm -hmm. like, and uh, so I really enjoyed that, like coming off of Avatar, it's like, especially if if it was just a one shot series of like, like, this is just like what it's like being Avatar in this new world that we Mm -hmm. find ourselves in. And and this one instance of like a problem to be solved. Mm-hmm. So I did enjoy that. And um the second one felt a lot more like it was going towards this weird cartoony yeah, superhero uh-huh. angle. And so I appreciated again coming back to like this singular like Yeah. Like it's mm-hmm. just a bad guy with the right circumstance to try to pull off like a very specific agenda yeah that it isn't like this the world is going to end again i like the if i think if again if it had been more thought out if they had known what they were dealing with from the beginning i do really like the idea of instead of this big overarching threat for the sequel series that's more just okay in the absence of like nazis basically yeah how do we govern day to day (laughs) yeah um and i really like that question of how do we govern so we've got we've got like communists now season two is whatever that was we had the anarchists so we'll Mm -hmm. see what's what ideology is (laughs) coming out in book four yep so yeah yeah i don't know those are the things i liked all right um did you so i had teased way back in avatar that at the end of avatar or throughout avatar i didn't really have like skin in the game about what my otp my one true pairing was i was fine with whatever (laughs) the creators gave me and if that was katang i was fine with that but that this season of legend of korra made me believe in taka Mm -hmm. do you believe in taka uh, I do. I think it is definitely a thank you. <laughs> uh, so like you reacted so strongly when I mentioned like tough, like like that that I got a little vibe of like something between tough and uh-huh. and Sokka when when tough thinks that Sokka saved him, but it turns out to be uh-huh. uh huh. What's her face? Makeup lady Suki. Suki. <laughs> I'm so bad at remembering <laughs> names. Um. Uh, and so now, yes, it, now that we get to this season and see Su Yin, it feels very much like, like there's a lot of things that are done intentionally uh-huh. to like tease, tease viewers into uh-huh. like, oh, Sokka and Toph had a child. And her name is Su Yin. <laughs> and her name is Su Yin. <laughs> That's every time she comes on screen, I'm just like, that yep. is that is a taka baby. That's a water tribe baby. Yep. It's like uh I found like a little thing where like her her skin color is like exactly Yeah, so Sokka's we did like the color match skin in like Photoshop. Color. 
and like the the artsy son's face shape is like exactly Sokka's face shape. Mm-hmm. She's uh, a collector of rare meteorites. Yes, Sokka she's had collector a of rare meteorite. Meteorite sword and gave Toph a piece of meteorite to practice her metal bending on. Mm-hmm. It's true. Taka happened. It's real, guys. <laughs> yeah. So did, that was fun. Did any other ships? Did this make you believe in any other ships? You know, post Makora, we've left the toxicity of Makora behind. Um, Bopal. Bopal. All right. Bopal. Justin is I'm down for Bopal. Bopal in Kenora. <laughs> These are your ships. Yeah. <laughs> this is what you'll go down with. I also did um briefly back on the topic of Suyin. I really like the the sort of filling out of like Lin and Suyin's childhood and mm-hmm. I don't know, it just I like this vision of Toph who like has two kids and then at some point late in her life just kind of decided, I don't think this is for me and just just, just leaves. <laughs> and just peaced out. Yep. <laughs> Uh, it's not great but it it I, seems like something top would do <laughs> i lo- yeah i like the the uh the guy that's showing them around the metal city at, at first is just like oh yeah top's still alive she's just around we nobody know knows where, she where she's at <laughs> that just feels very yeah. tough <laughs> she's just like all right i'm out of here <laughs> i'm tired of this grandpa <laughs> yeah i like that side quest and the the family angst is always you know i love some good family angst yeah in my fiction so no that was good i i i did enjoy the did it change your mind about lynn do you finally give a a rat's butt about lynn let me rephrase your question for you For the first time in the show, the <laughs> writers gave me a reason to care about <laughs> either of the Beifong children. I love the Beifongs. I'm sorry. I just get really worked up about the Beifongs. I love them. <laughs> I, it was cool now. Like, yeah, uh-huh. like, like now I feel like I have more of an emotional attachment yeah. to the family. Mm-hmm. But beforehand, it was just like they wanted me to feel something for lynn because she's toff's child uh-huh. and i was like yeah, that's fair i don't know anything about her like that's fair and all i know about her in season one is that she's kind of a dick like <laughs> that's kind of all you know uh-huh. <laughs> so that's fair all right let's get into the things you didn't like then <sighs> so i've already expressed how i don't like the proliferation of like metal bending metal bending lightning bending like yeah it it feels again in that in that same way of Uh like every bad guy has to be destroying something bigger and bigger and more Mm -hmm. dangerous than the bad guy that came before it 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 really like yeah that the the sizable like introducing all of these new ways of bending mm-hmm. that are inherently like more powerful. Yeah. It's not like swamp bending or yeah. sand bending where it's Those like are like specific to your environment. Right. It's Those like adaptation adaptations. Adaptations. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Adaptations to to be in the environment. Um like producing lightning mm-hmm. from your hands and um 
like bending metal at will. They introduce bending lava at will. The water, I don't like the way that they made the water arm armless water lady like uh-huh. like they um what do you call that they when she like freezes them and uses it as like an ice pick not just that like uh oh what's it called like apple is notorious for doing this in design and in uh, ios and stuff where like the music player looks like a physical object in the real real world, the icon does. And like everything looks oh, okay. like what uh-huh. it represents. Yeah. Oh, like her using it like like being able to like Yeah. Finger things. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember what the term is. It's escaping me. Uh-huh. Um anyway. I get what you're talking about. I though. don't I don't like that like yeah, like it instead of it just being like water. Uh-huh. And like I feel like the way that water is animated up until this point when it's being bent is it's very water like. Mm-hmm. And if you've ever seen the Green Lantern, this becomes much more the Green Lantern. Like uh-huh. like oh no, somebody's coming for him and it turns into a sledgehammer right as he uh, hits them uh-huh. and then it turns into a gun and shoots gotcha. a bullet. Yeah. And like She's like climbing up a wall and it turns into little hands that uh-huh. climb. Yeah. And it's like, why can't it just be like the water moving up uh-huh. the wall? Why can't it be water like? Why do you need to yeah. mm-hmm. turn it into a physical yeah. object? Um, or like when, yeah, when she's like jumping and like grasping onto a bar and sliding forward, it like turns into hands. That, uh-huh. Yeah. And like, I love the mm-hmm. idea of an armless person that water bends and like that becomes their way of interacting with the world hate the idea of it necessarily needing to then become hands yeah. for her. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, yeah, I thought that was a big miss. Uh, yeah. Again, lava bending. I asked you this because like he lava bends like the floor of the temple when, uh, you know, when they're trying to save the, the air tribe, uh, the bad lava bender lava bends, the floor of the temple and then the entire mountain is just like consumed in the lava. Yeah. And I was like, shouldn't everything be getting cooler, not turning into more lava? Yeah. Like it's, it doesn't make sense how it yeah. works. Um, the logic of the lava bending is very. I hate it. I hated the lava bending. Yeah. It there's, like you could have thought of and something. I don't think we need like there, we didn't need a lava bender. He like, could have just been a metal bender. Yeah, he could have. He could have just been an earth bender. Yeah, we didn't need a lava bender, and but again, it felt very much like they're trying to introduce increased stakes of mm-hmm. like what benders can do. Yeah. Um. Same with the Sparky Sparky Boom person. Um. One, I feel like they don't do a good job of like the reality of how quickly she did can't. Both of them can't, couldn't shoot the. It's like quick, 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 quick. Like, that's the speed, right? Uh-huh. Why couldn't Bolin and all of the other earthbenders turn, like, the rocks around them into just a bunch of, like, thousands of little bullets uh-huh. that are just yeah. mm-hmm. fired nonstop at, yeah. at that person? If if that's all that person can do, they can't stop that. Yeah. But, but instead, it's treated as so overly powered mm-hmm. that, like, that like, oh, there's basically nothing we can do except for 
occasionally remember that we can hit her in the face Mm -hmm. and then doing so. But then apart from that, then we act like we're completely helpless. Mm -hmm. And also can that person regular firebend or not? Like it, like it seems like there'd be a bunch of, it'd be more interesting to me if they have like one really powerful finishing kill type move like that. Uh But that like, it takes a long time. So like it's more beneficial in Mm -hmm. actual fights to use firebending. Firebending. Yeah. Yeah. Like that would make so much more sense, mm-hmm. but that's never how it's predicted. Yeah. They just stand there and like move their neck back and forth as they. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So, um, don't like that. I think Did, that's fair. Didn't like. Suyin? Zahir? Zahir. I just keep wanting to say Sheer Khan. I don't know why you in Jungle Book mode. Um,. Zahir, uh, like I mentioned it, but just like his instant overpowerfulness and and I get it, but like I would have again, he was a dangerous criminal that was captured mm-hmm. before he was an airbender. Yeah. So I would have liked to see it more of like a at least at the bare minimum a progression uh-huh. of skill instead yeah. of instantly being able to do basically everything. And then at the end, adding flying on top of it. Yeah. Um, like it would have been great if he had to use the, like I assume skill and cunning that he had as a dangerous criminal to begin mm-hmm. with to then like escape and like slowly uh-huh. he begins to lean on airbending more and more. Yeah. Um, what other problems did I have? I think that's really it. Like, yeah. And those things aren't like things that ruined it for me because those are similar to like firebending. I feel like it's fundamentally flawed, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I like the idea of like, of like a clan of, of, metal benders because that feels like there's like a genetic component to it yeah Mm -hmm. but again like they keep playing up how rare metal bending is except that like literally there's a whole police force in republic well like the way it's portrayed it's like almost everybody that can Uh earth bend can metal bend except for bolin (laughs) yeah yeah it's like he's literally the only one that can't so i like the idea of like it being rare and maybe like only to Toph's family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That like, it's like this clan of like people kind of related to Toph uh-huh. started this yeah. in like, and that would save them a lot of trouble. Every, anytime anybody is like chained up or like put in a cell, <sighs> they have to drop in. It's made of platinum. <laughs> yes. Yep. And, and I'm glad you brought up like cells and, and them being like, so like I liked the way that each of the cells were designed to like keep oh yeah that's the cool. benders that cool. from using mm-hmm. their abilities, uh, uh, and like I liked how like the I was way more interested in the earthbending guy in that very beginning of the season than when it when he's just using lava bending yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. Also, he looks like Dave Grohl if you haven't watched this. He looks like Dave Grohl from Foo Fighters and Nirvana, but um. Like, because, like, uh, Zaire, like, gets to where he's being kept and the earthbender's being kept in the middle of the ocean on a wooden uh-huh. platform in a wooden cell. Yep. 
and surrounded by guards. And, and so like when, uh, Zahir gets there, he like throws a couple like pieces of rock Uh into the cell and he's able to like spin it and Uh like morph it and have it spinning almost like a saw blade to Uh like cut into the wood to, to free himself. And I I thought that was so cool. Like Uh all the ways that it approached that. This getting into the bending, I feel like the bending looked visually so much more like the bending of Avatar this season than it has in the previous two seasons. Like you see more of like the forms um, that were like set up in Avatar, like the each of the disciplines is like based on a specific. When Aang is learning like. Like water bending, for example, like. There's a whole like, like each little move, uh-huh. uh, like you don't just like use your mind to like summon water, summon water, yeah. which is one of the cool things about the armless person, because it means that they basically have been able to like break that plane. Like, yeah, that like mind body. Yeah, it's it like it's like she's doing the mo- movements phantomly uh-huh. without the the things there, um, and I liked that idea. But but yeah, it was that whole part of Avatar where like there's this learning process. Like yeah. in order to do this with the water, you need to be doing these movements, mm-hmm. and it's it's like you need to really nail down how how to position your body correctly to mm-hmm. be able to manipulate the water well. And like that just hasn't been a part of Korra yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. So I did like the at least in the way it's being animated, even if we aren't going to see them learning those. Yeah, it th- looks more that like... it looks like they're doing things with their body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Totally agree. Um. And like on things that I dis do dislike is like again anytime like like Bolin and Mako are in jail again. Right, they're they're in the jail trying to bend the jail bars, and like the ground floor, the ground ceiling and walls are all like brick, like clearly brick. It's like Bolin, honey. Yeah, it, it's like I don't understand. Like, how do you overlook like, that in the animation? Right, it it breaks every time. Where like like just look for it. Like somebody's like captured, and it's like especially if they're in the earth kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, but most places like are represented as having earth for the floor. Like whenever they're places, mm-hmm. they can always manipulate the floor. Yep. Um, so yeah, it, it just seems like no matter where they're at, like if they're captured, if you're an earthbender, like all of these places, the floor is earth. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Why can't that, you just tunnel out of that? That lift? just yeah th- gets conveniently yeah. Or they could have just made it a wooden cell and animate it as wood, and then right. we wouldn't have to worry about it. <sighs> anyway, I think those are all the things I disliked. All right, so you gave season one thumbs up. Two you thumbs gave... up. I think you did give it. I, I think so too. Two thumbs up. Season two, two thumbs way down. Mm-hmm. Are we back to two thumbs in season three? Yeah, yeah, we are because I feel like, um, as with most 
things that like, and I know a lot of people will probably hate this. Like, I feel like Star Wars is one of those things too, of like, it's it either is good Star Wars or bad Star Wars. Like, there's no, mm-hmm. it, it's either enjoyable yeah. or it's not. Yeah. Um. And to me, like of the new trilogy, one and three both marked hit the mark as enjoyable. Like, I don't need it to all perfectly make sense. I don't need it to all match what I what I want, Mm -hmm. but it's either enjoyable or not. Yeah. Um, yeah. Episode two of the newer trilogy, like was not enjoyable to me. I was very frustrated by it. Mm -hmm. And so like, I think that that like that, that's the same way here of like season one was enjoyable. Was it perfect? No. Was it better than any of the seasons of avatar? No. Mm hmm. Um, but it's enjoyable and you get to live in that world that you enjoy in an enjoyable Mm -hmm. way. And that's all, that's the minimum bar for like, yes, I'm in. And season two completely failed to meet that bar. It was Mm -hmm. not enjoyable to be an avatar. And that's, that's the problem. Like, like the mind space of just being in star Wars, just being in avatar, just being in Lord of the Rings Mm -hmm. is so enjoyable by itself that there's it's like there's just a bare minimum that you have to do to like let me enjoy being there yeah and like the hobbit movies by and large especially by the end of it like really take the enjoyment out of being in middle earth mm-hmm. where it's like this is no longer enjoyable. enjoyable this is a four-hour movie that is like really hard to sit through mm-hmm. um yeah. So same with Harry Potter. Like, and that's that's where I think Harry Potter succeeds so well is the books are long and you get to stay in them for mm-hmm. a long time. There's lots of movies. There's nine movies. So like, there's a lot to go back into the world yeah. of Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. The theme parks, like just being physically standing in Ooh, Harry Potter land. I want an Avatar theme park. I know that'd be so be fun. fun. <gasps> I want those things in Omashu. Like a roller coaster. Yes, that's an easy the... roller coaster oh, to do. So fun. But exactly, that's that's my point. The the like when a world has been created that is so enjoyable to be in, mm-hmm. um like there's you only you have to do so much. You just have to make the story enjoyable to be like to, yeah. or at least not mm-hmm. detrimental to the fact that they're at least in an avatar world you yeah. know mm-hmm. so yeah, exactly. um yeah so i feel like this season again it was just fun it was just fun to be in the world and yeah. seeing people do mm-hmm. things like it's true so all of it's the problems season exactly all the problems you have are fine yeah because it was at least fun to be watching yeah. an avatar thing definitely i agree Alrighty, well, I guess that brings us to the end of book three, third installment of Legend of Quarantine. Uh, we'll be back for the final installment in these special quarantine edition Avatar episodes of My Spouse Made Me Watch It. All we have left is book four of Legend of Korra, so still still get in with in on it with us if you want to go on to Amazon Prime and be ready uh, to watch along with us for book four.